Poor little fellas. When I think of their childhood, all those cute little maggots. <laughs> an agenda for tonight's episode. Tonight's a special night. And I have a creepy tale to tell you guys. Submitted for the approval of the Rat Knife Society, I call this podcast The Tale of the Psych. What's up, you ghastly grinning sons of bitches? Welcome to the Rat Knife Podcast. I'm your host, Garrett, sitting alongside Adam and Eric. And tonight we're going to take a little blast through history and talk about the shows that we grew up with to the shows that we have now. Hope you enjoy. Starting way back in 1959, one of my favorite all-time shows, and which also has a, a new version of it out now, is The Twilight Zone. Uh, this show has, there's a million different seasons, a million different great episodes, and, um, and the new one is pretty fun too. Uh, I think they just started their second season, and it's it's only available through CBS's streaming platform, but there's a couple free episodes on YouTube. I still haven't seen any of the new one. Plus, I didn't know you were born in 59. I only saw one. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty old. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, the new ones are cool. And um, one thing that I did notice is they're picking a bunch of really rad actors for like to, to play the main the main stars of each of the episodes. And I was thinking about that, but then I realized like, I'm not really familiar with the the top actors and like the cool actors of the 1950s and sixties and stuff. So they've been doing that the whole time. Like all the old Twilight Zone episodes are like the stars of yesteryear um, that are, that are starring in these roles. Like a lot of like famous character actors and things like that. And I love the idea that they're doing that with their, with their new version of it as well. Yeah. Yeah, I saw, I I only only seen one episode of uh, the new Twilight Zone. I seen a shit ton of the, the originals, but, um, I only saw that that I believe it's the first episode with the comedian. It was a, a super awesome cast, uh, like Tracy Morgan, and um, yep. I'm not sure I'm not sure what that um, was that other dude's name. That's like the main character. Yeah, the I forget his name his his the actor's name, but he was in Silicon Valley on HBO. He's awesome, and I think he's playing a Marvel character. He just got like yeah. super ripped. I was like watching a video of his like new workout plan and he's like literally ripped like Captain America right now. It's <laughs> super low key, like funny. He's like uh, like kind of like a dry humor. But uh, yeah, he was great. And uh, I definitely was not expecting to see Tracy Morgan appear in that episode. And it's something I will say has been pretty cool just in general about a lot of the uh, new modern horror adaptions that have been coming out for shows is like even if the shows are lacking in some way, it seems like they do do a pretty good job casting them. Yeah, for sure. Um, did yeah. you do you happen to catch? Yeah, the main character of that first episode was Kumal Ninjani. I couldn't remember his name. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> so, like I was saying, I, I didn't get far like into this. I only got that first episode. Uh, I really wanted to catch Nightmare at Twenty Thousand Feet because that's, I mean, very iconic. But it was definitely one of my favorite episodes. I don't know if you caught that. And, and do they show like the the gremlin on the wing? There's someone on the wing. I have. I, I actually haven't seen the new one, the new version of that. Wait, they redid that? Yeah, 
it's it's like i don't know if it's called nightmare at twenty thousand feet but it's like it's a very if it's not then it's a very similar name and i want i really wanted to watch it last night but i just i conked out i couldn't i couldn't hang i'm getting too old Wait, so is is the new Twilight just remakes of the old Twilight shows? No, no. As far as I know, I don't that's think not, so. I think they the just. Case, yeah. I mean, there's so many. It would be, yeah, I think they just like a, they might have had a few. You have to be like a super Twilight fan to really catch it because there's so many episodes of it. But yeah, the new version of Nightmare at Twenty Thousand Feet is Nightmare at Thirty Thousand Feet, and it is oh, a part shit. of the new. Holy shit! One, yeah. So they, they went up an extra it. ten thousand feet. It. <laughs> what is it? Thirty. Yeah, the deadliest defeat. Season two kicked off with a banger episode. It's called Meet in the Middle. Um, the the main character is one of the weird brothers from It's Always in, uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I forget the names. But anyways, the episode's amazing and they have it for free on YouTube right now. So you can check that out and see if you if you dig this one compared to the old ones. And the old ones are all on it. What's that? Was it Mac? No, no, no. It's uh, not them. It's like those the weird, no, creepy, it's the like, weird that whole family that yeah. drinks warm milk. I exactly. forget what the names oh, okay. are. I forget them too. I can't remember. But yeah, and then the the originals are all on Netflix and Amazon Prime. I think uh, from the 1950s onward, which is awesome. Yeah, I've been watching the originals on uh, Amazon. They're great. There's like you can you throw one of those on before bed. You get a little nice creepy story. The pacing's always amazing in in the old ones, and it's like having they a are. 21 minute episode. It's like you get a full story in that 21 minutes and just it's so good there's so many uh amazing episodes buried inside like what is it seven or eight seasons of it yeah, yeah the they're awesome are, to watch yeah, and the, the, rod rod sterling, are, uh, the rod sterling intros are sick yeah they're just they're good too like when you're like doing something else they're like good background volume too just like the sure. dialogue and the the sound effects and everything like it's not like they're not like action-packed where you're right. like, holy shit, like, what was that? And you got to, like, constantly look at it. Like, you can almost tell the story by, it's like an audio book almost. Yeah, for sure. And I love it's, that uh, that's cool. Jordan Peele is the new Rod Sterling. And, like, he does an awesome job of, like, kind of, like, talking in the same cadence as Rod and, like, having it have that same kind of tone of, like, the the uh, the, the really cool Twilight narration. Yeah, that was something I noticed as well. I, I only saw the one episode, but, yeah, Peele absolutely nailed it that is one totally. thing I will, I will completely say about that and it, it was cool because growing up with these shows like like it was like this like the outer limits and yep. uh the other was like amazing stories yep like i loved all those so you sit like we've always put on the sci-fi channel and like you get like a cool experience and they always had the best hosts yeah like that was sure. the coolest part you got a full experience like when you watch these shows and um i think that's the the tougher side of getting into the more modern stuff is they're, they're trying to stay with those times, but bring like the effects and everything to modernization. Right. Right. And I think that's where things get crossed. And um, like, uh, I mean, it's tough. I, it, you can't beat the classics and that's an easy thing for us to say. We're all in our thirties. So like we grew up with truly great television. I don't know if we just, think that modern television just kind of sucks now we're just becoming our parents like or if it's just like that whole like they don't make them like they used to yeah and i mean like a lot of it especially for me is like nostalgia for the old stuff like i love goosebumps and all like tales from the crypt and a lot of stuff that you can look back on and be like oh tales from the crypt in their later seasons were pretty dog shit and like goosebumps it was fun for a kid but like you watch it now it, it's still fun but it's like it's it's not scary but like, I don't know, I feel like the nostalgia of your youth brings so much weight along with you for the rest of your ride here on planet Earth that it's like 
it's mm. really hard to distinguish the two for me. So like the modern stuff I do appreciate. And one thing I can point out is like when you were like the back in like the 80s, 70s, 60s, whatever, without all this like computer technology to do these crazy effects, you really had to rely on your actors and you in like the, those performances, like in Twilight Zone's a great example of that early, early Tales from the Crypt, another great example of like just amazing actors and in, in like really like showcase showcasing the actor and not the effects. Um, and then now I do agree with you. Like it, we do pile on the effects um, in these, in the, especially in the remakes of this kind of stuff. And that's right. like, that was the thing. Like, I don't know my, like my, and, and this doesn't go for every modern, like, I don't want to sound like a naysayer at all, but like, I don't know, like creep show, for instance, like we're, we're probably going to get into that pretty good this episode and, and see, you know, what each of our individual thoughts are on it. But like, shit they yeah uh, i had i hate to say it like i really wanted to but i, I kind of have to agree with eric on that and it, and it's it's tough like they did do a great job like i love the introduction yeah. of the show like it does have that vibe i mean i wasn't crazy about the typefaces that they picked but i'm just being a snob there <laughs> uh like but it, like things seemed rushed like uh, like that intro is fucking awesome. Like the visuals and stuff in it, like are, are very captivating. And, and I had a great time. Like I, I have a great time watching all of those intros. It, it does give me that like a modernized version of like tales from the crypt, like where you get like almost more excited for the intro than you do the show. Right. Sometimes. And it was like, that's how I felt with creep show. And then you get into the episodes and there's just shit, shit, shit. I feel like the episodes like, they have some good actors in a lot of the stuff and like they well casted it and it was like kind of well shot and stuff. But like, I felt like there was like no meat and potatoes yeah. to the episodes. Like it they almost, just seemed lacking. It almost feels like, I mean, the new creep show to me felt more like goosebumps than it did creep show. Like it's, it's that level yep. of cheese on it. And then I, when I, when I saw that, I immediately thought of like, all right, are they making this creep show television show for young kids? And they're like 11, 12, 13 that are just getting into horror. And this is like one of those stepping stones, like, like that shit was for us when we were kids, you know, they're and trying to give them that experience that we had kind exactly of exactly in, in that sense. But like, then you have like battle hardened horror fans who are creep show fanatics that watch this. And it just didn't, it didn't, it didn't meet us where we wanted to be met in that it didn't situation meet its mark. Yeah. At all. And it's Nowhere like, yeah, so then you th you start to think about like what was their purpose like what were the what was their goal for doing this creep show uh, show and I, I have to like just knowing that smart people made this be like oh they were making it to be like a new generation's goosebumps or a new you know what I mean like uh, an introduction to like horror and like uh, a great place for a young kid to like start their journey yeah I didn't even like the cartoon alone I fucking hate it the the whole I love the the old creep show cartoon right, I thought I that looked better so yeah. than the new one the new one's just so plain there's like no detail to it it's just like a you know the shape of a face and it's i don't know it's right. just in the budget and like it didn't really seem like they had all that much of a budget to like it's make them like low like you said like all the episodes were super like i mean and not not you know it's one of those things where it just the way it felt was it was like did you guys write this whole season in like a day right right like everyone just kind of came with an idea and you guys all just built off it for like 20 minutes and you were like all right so that's episode part <laughs> one of episode one and this is part two of episode one and like i don't know like you said there's no there was nothing no meat material nothing memorable right. about any of it and i wonder that like with this one it is was it a bit rushed like to get it like thrown out on shutter, like to get people in the mood for this season. Like I haven't given up on it yet. Super. 
I haven't given up on this show. I'm hoping that they come back next season and they hit it out of the park, you know, with the feedback that they've gotten or, or maybe even like them just themselves, like rewatching it and stuff, because I think it does have potential. It just it like it, like we were saying, it, it just didn't totally hit its mark. And I think, yeah, I think the budget definitely was lacking. So it's going to be one of those things where either as this is going to be it. And what do we get? Like, what was like maybe like six episodes, like six, like double episodes, like the short. Right. I want to say it was something along those lines. It wasn't anything crazy, but I mean, they had decent actors, decent effects. I do hope it comes back strong. I, I really do. But yeah, I mean, all in all, I watched them. It was like anything like, you know, like if they come out with a remake or whatever, like, yeah, of course, I'm going to check it out. And I think a lot of us like, you know, in the horror oh, community, yeah. we're definitely stoked for this to come out. And some people might be totally thrilled with it. And, and not all the episodes were terrible. Like, you know, it's just like like I said, it was it was just it was like you got a skimpy sandwich. Like, you know, it was it was like, you know, like even that like the first episode is probably my favorite. Like with that. What? The, the, what the fuck? Jordy Vero vibes. Yeah. It, well, that, yeah. You know what, man? Honestly, it was like that one and like the dollhouse one was like, okay. But it the was like, one was still. Right, yeah, I, the dollhouse one had like a very, are you afraid of the dark feel? But like the oh, first yeah. one, like when you got into that, it was like, okay, you hired some good actors for that one. But like you, you use them up very Dude, quickly. I, yep. So we are talking about gray matter, right? The one where gray matter. his, his, okay. Okay, I just want to make sure we're talking about the same episode because towards the end of it, they come in and they're like, it's happening. And the lady just starts going crazy on the cast. Yeah, on the the she's <laughs> like, bada, bada. and she's like, six days. And he's like, tell what? He's like, the end of everything. Right, like, right. Where are we right, getting this match? She doesn't even know what's going on. Filler. <laughs> well, it was like he like left. He had this secret. Like most of the episode was spent with her and him like talking at like the table while she's right. giving him some dinner. And then it, like the rest of it's in in the house and it was like you know the, the creature was kind of cool like the, the super cool the set yeah. in the house was fucking great like yeah. they did a great job there but it was like you left out like like i feel like i i ordered a, a fucking hefty sub and all i got was a couple slices of turkey and like a piece of american cheese and like some really old fucking lettuce that they threw on there and they're just like oh here you go on some moldy bread it's a like, sad sandwich that, yeah a sad fucking sandwich what are you an idiot sandwich like you know and that's and it had but it had the potential right. to go somewhere and that kid actor was like it was like yeah like i liked you better when you were just like very stoic and you didn't really say much because he's like really would you do that for me like like all right enough of the overacting bullshit yeah, that was like my I, I agree with you gary that was my favorite episode of the new ones that i did see and at the end of it all like it, i wasn't impressed yeah. but all it did was want to make me watch the original creep shows like that's all i got from the episode was like that was cool but that makes me want to just go back and watch the real shit because this clearly right. isn't the real shit. You know what I well, mean? Well, hey, I mean, good for them. If they really wanted, they wanted more yeah. views. But it was like when he came in, he's like, he's like, I need some more harrows for my dad. And like she pulls the box out and it's got like the straight up like Jordy Vero fucking moss like yeah. growing off of it. And she takes a fucking rag and tries to wipe it yeah. off. I'm like, what are you doing? It's fucking growing off the box. And like that whole thing, like it kind of like he just keeps drinking the beer and drinking the beer. Yep. And like, you know, it's just going over time. And it almost had like that, like stand by me, like, you know, when they're telling the story about like the fat kid that's eating the pies. Right. And then right. he just pukes all over everybody. It was like kind of one of those. But like you don't like you don't really see like like a full like evolution. Like mm -hmm. to like where did you go from just having like a little bit of your face like all jank right. to 
Like now you're just this monster that multiplies. Like you turned into fucking Gizmo now, and you're, you're creating a bunch of fucking monsters yeah. that are gonna come in and like and and she's doing the calculations all frantically on her right, fucking right. typewriter, like to be like like holy shit, like this is gonna be the end of the world. It's like it motherfucker just kicked off in your town, and you, you got the math to like take out the rest of the fucking world. It's like COVID nineteen, yeah. dude. And it wasn't it wasn't multiplying. She was making it seem like it was multiplying. It just ate right. like some girl. Spoiler alerts, by the way. It yeah. just ate some yeah. some of like the locals that were left back by the storm. Like, yeah, like that two was people it. And some, some yeah, animals. and she, and she's like, it's gonna take him six days to eat the entire world. Like and exponential that growth like, is a bitch. The part where he's like, I'll touch you. I was like, oh shit, this is going that way. And then he's like, and then you'll turn into what I. Am. I was like, oh okay. I thought we were gonna get like creepy. Yeah, very weird in this real fucking fast. And he like absorbs them. Like it was almost like kind of like, um, I mean, going into another modern, like uh, scary stories to tell in the dark, like, the, oh, yeah. you know, like that, like that monster that like absorbs you into it. Like that was what happened. He like fell on like the cop and then right. like, it, but it was like the thing that was cracked me up, like with that episode is like, they, they go in and like, they see all this shit. They smell it. And first of all, I, I would have been like, yeah, fuck this. Like I'm, I'm out of here. Like, like this, this is like way above my fucking pay grade. Pay grade being a fucking small town cop, but they, they he falls on like like they're like all right, we got to get out of here, and then they leave the room and like the stairs are right there, could have left, and they're like <laughs> point the gun at the door and they're like get out here, and I'm like all right, well this is obviously where this takes a turn for the worse. Yep, <laughs> but yeah, it just it kind of this show kind of fell flat. I hope I hope it comes back with with some more budget and. Um, with just more time, I feel like it seems it just seems rushed. I don't know if it was like like so much poorly done, just rushed. Totally. And like it's like it could yeah, have yeah. like if you just threw a, a couple more slices of meat in the sandwich, you know, it might not have been such a shit sandwich. It was like they were trying to make their deadline because they they started putting these episodes on at the end of September throughout October, and it was like they they were trying to make that cut, but it's the same thing like you said, like shitty sandwich. Uh, it just didn't the, have a lot of episodes. No, what? What? No, it didn't have a lot of episodes. But like Bad Wolf Down, the the werewolf Nazi one. Yeah, yeah. That could have been sick. And literally, like, could've I been. feel like I watched it and I go, "Yep, episode is Americans in a house. Lady werewolf bites them. They turn into werewolves. Germans come in. They kill. End episode." I'm like, right. That's that's it. That's yeah. that's the, and the whole werewolves were thing. all over the place. And they sucked. And they didn't even do like a transformation. They just. As soon as they were like, I'm going to turn, they went right. comic comic book fucking pages flipping, and then they showed the werewolf. I'm like, oh, all right. Right, right. And then two of them were full-blown werewolves, and then one of them was like half werewolf hybrid or whatever, and then that was it. The only thing I liked about it was Jeffrey Combs was in it. Right. Mm. So they, they I, just do... for... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Adam. I say they do feel like vignettes in a way. Like they don't feel like they're full expressions of whatever like the subject is on, the, on each of those episodes. Like we were, like we were talking about the Twilight Zone. There, they had 21 minutes to tell a full story, and then they did a great job in a lot of those old ones. This mm. feels like they had 21 minutes, and they like basically gave you a, an extended trailer of what something that could be rad that just. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. That's perfect. That's actually that hits the nail on the head. An extended trailer, like. Yeah, like a, a fan-made extended trailer. Like, that's kind of how I, I felt about it. And I, I don't know yeah. if that's being too harsh, but, like, if I was going to give it a rate on the Ratometer and this is being generous, i give it a five. Yeah, i give it, like, but two. That brings up, it brings up a cool uh, conversation, though. Like, so the idea that when we when we have these old shows that are rad and they're, when they come out, they're, they're completely original, they're brand new, and then we have these modern, modern remakes of them, or maybe not even remakes, but, like, 
the franchises are rebooted. The way that Twilight Zone's doing it, uh, as you as you mentioned before, where they took the twenty thousand, they made it the thirty thousand. So there are like a hundred percent nods going back and forth there. Some of them are literal reinterpretations, and like the Jordy nod and the Creepshow one. And then like what I love is like um like I I brought up that episode Meet in the Middle, the new Twilight Zone one, where that one didn't feel like any of the episodes that I remember from the Twilight Zone. But even in the way they shot it, the cinematography, the com- composition of the angles that they were filming from, and like kind of how the how it all played out with like the, the one, the main character being the focus and seeing the sweat beads on their face and like going like really like into that character. I love that kind of nod where it's like, it's all original subject matter, but they're actually like, they're bringing in like those little Easter eggs or those little nods of like, oh, this composition feels like the Twilight Zone. Like in uh, another cool thing that the Twilight Zone did, which I forgot to mention, was they released the the first season in color and in black and white. So if you wanted to, you could watch the whole thing in black and white, which I thought was like another awesome way to like, to really celebrate the old school uh, franchise. So how do you guys feel? I mean, I don't know how much older, like horror movies you want, like back in fifties. How do you guys feel about the whole like remastering colorization of the old movies? I think it's cool. I mean, at the end of the day, it's more options, right? Yeah. I I feel about it. That's it's a tough it's a tough one, but yeah, I, I kind of I don't know. I guess I, I guess I don't I, I could lean on both of you guys' side for that. Like you know, like I, it's cool to have it, you know maybe for us like we're gonna remember it's the black and white, but for for kids of this generation that maybe want to get into it and like they're just like yeah I'm not like a big fan of black and white, but, but there's this whole there's this whole comeback of um, retro. Right. You know, like every like, you know, like everyone's collecting vinyls and, and like, you know, like uh, people like bands are making cassettes and stuff again. Like we're, we're getting to a point where it's really cool to um to go back in time. So I, I don't. Yeah, you could go either way. It's cool to have options or or maybe just like, you know, let's just keep it at that. I didn't even know. I What is what is um this even being streamed on? Because, I mean, I, I'm just a piece of shit and I, I bootlegged the. um episodes that, that, that i got to watch the, the about, twilight zone but what? yeah i was saying it's, it's like cbs yeah, all access no it's cbs all access or like whatever oh, the CBS? streaming platform is i literally bought a seven day fr- tr- trial for free listeners pay attention you buy the seven day free trial you binge watch all the twilight zone stuff and cancel your membership before the seven days is up free twilight zone how to be a piece of shit 101 <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, I, so i didn't i didn't even know that i didn't get that option because i just right. you know i just I just streamed it off of off of an app, but um, and then Eric. So, do you have any examples of what you're talking about? Because I, I, I was, I'm in my head. I'm like, that sounds cool, like to recolor and like in remaster um, that stuff. But I, I can't think of any that I've seen. So I, I went to to watch um, House on Haunted Hill, the original with Vincent Price. Yeah, and I put it on, and at the beginning scene where his head comes in, I'm like, why does this look fucking weird? And then it and then it started to come into it. I just think it looks weird, and I don't know if it's one of those. I I'm so used to watching them in black and white. Right, right. Gotcha. I just I just think it looks weird. I also think it kind of takes away from it. Like that's why I like watching Twilight Zone in black and white, and I like watching yeah. all those old movies in black sure. and white. When you start throwing colors in it, I don't know. It's, it just it doesn't look natural. So right. that's all I end up focusing on is like I'm like, why does that green look fucked up or red or whatever. Totally. And I feel like uh, I think I, the first time I kind of read on this was in relation to Star Wars. Um, the idea that like once a, 
once you put a movie out in a, or a TV show or whatever out into the world, it's like it's no longer yours anymore. Like now it's the world's like they can do whatever they want with it. They can view it or, or hate it or love it or whatever it is. Because like when when George Lucas went back and like changed and re-edited a bunch of the uh, the original Star Wars movies, like people were pissed. And I, and I believe that and I feel like the same goes to, for horror, too. It's it's like I don't mind like remastering to get a better quality of picture. Yeah. But yeah, like but when you if, you if you start fucking with like scenes or like we're doing a redoing an intro and stuff, it's like, nah, that's not cool. Like, just let it be what it is. Like, let it be what it was meant to be yeah, hated or, or loved. Unless you're unless you're like extending it, like an extended version of mm-hmm. it where you're like, all we're doing is we're adding scenes that weren't there before or making a scene longer. We feel like it might tell the story a little bit more because, yep. I mean, I do it when I send you guys the episodes of the podcast. Right. I'll be like. Hold on, let me go. Let me go over that because I can right now. But yeah. you know, it might have been one of those things where they're like, "Hey, we have all this extra footage. Like, why didn't we put this scene in? Like, this might have made more sense. No one thought of this back then. Like, so I could see making an extended version, right? But like, or that's the it. Don't cut or whatever. like like World War Two in color. I I can't do it. I love watching the old footage, but I can't do that. No, so I was actually just gonna bring that up. I'm glad that you said that. Uh, I love no, dude. I love that World War in color like Instagram. Super rad. Like, it, like, so they take the photos, like, take, like, old, like, uh, black and white or, um, with that, like, it's like tea stain, like Sophia, like Sophia, tone. Yeah. Yeah. Sophia tone, uh, colored pictures and they, and they, they like, I don't Rasterize them in color. I don't even know what the fucking word. I think it's just that. colorizing. Just colorizing. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. But, um, it, it looks fucking awesome. Uh, yeah. I, I think there's, I think there's a place for it. And I think, I think it's like an art in itself and it's kind of cool. And like, I, like, I love that, like. I like to hey, see totally, how they do it. Yeah, totally different, like different twist. But I, I love all these these old movies that like never got a proper introduction, being brought to Blu-ray as well. Yeah, like, for sure. You know, like yeah. something I, I super love about Vinegar Syndrome and like yep. taking like these movies that no one wants to like take on and like they're taking these movies and, and turn them into awesome Blu-rays. Like I just got, I just pre-ordered Rad from them. Like I want to say yeah. like back in March, and like I have been dying to get a copy of that that's not on VHS for like. A super long time and as soon as i saw that came out i was like i gotta fucking order this yep and it was like a shit time too because it was like right at the beginning of the pandemic and everyone's like kind of hurt money wise and stuff but it was like uh i was like i don't care i gotta get this i love yeah, that sweet. stuff like yeah and somebody's like, gonna step that, up and do that shit yeah they they, st- they step up and did it and not only that but it's like they the attention to detail to their covers and how they like present it all mm. it's just like it's awesome i love that stuff Same. so we just we just touched on creep show and and we did a little bit on twilight zone and you know going do a little trip back in time and under all that stuff but there's been some really great moderns that have come out recently so nos for art why do i keep can i just not say it without saying fart nos for r2 yeah like it's the license plate <laughs> right. i want to say nos for r2 and i keep saying fart i can't i literally can't say it nos fucking, for r2 nos apparently for r2. like yeah Miller light, is, Miller light is the kryptonite to fucking me being able to say that word um so nos for r2 reading is good can we start the story now nosferatu yeah yep that fucking series super cool i loved it yeah did you guys catch any of that i so i've I've only i'm only in a couple episodes but i'm definitely chipping away at it okay yeah so you're you're coming in late to the game yeah because season two apparently is already out and i haven't gotten into that but man awesome and uh like the 
main character that's like like kind of well he is the villain in this is uh was he plays spock in the new yeah star trek and he was silas in the show heroes that i used to love yeah that dude's sick i love that dude he kills it and he's got that dope ass rolls royce like rolling around like this show is dope we won't go crazy into it if you haven't seen it like that show uh on the rad meter i'll i'll give an eight yeah, and what's really cool with that is they filmed a lot of that show less than a mile from the Rat Knife studio, which is rad. Fuck yeah. The old one or the new one? The new one. Oh, right okay. up right up the street, like less than a mile from here, they filmed a bunch of scenes. In the, like uh, in the street and they got like a, uh, it's like an old church that they filmed in. Is this the movie where... It's a show. Nos, Nos, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Is it the show where Nosferatu is text like using cell phones and texting people and sending emojis no you're thinking of the show i'm thinking of no you're thinking of the new dracula one on netflix all right yeah that's what it is pile of shit yep it was like a fun it was it was the new dracula one was super fun up until it got to modern times and then it just became like this like super thirsty dracula on tinder like fucking yeah he's sending like eggplants and stuff super Ah. bad Blood drop and eggplant emojis. It's a damn shame. Dude, where's he getting blood drop emojis? I don't want that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, probably got yeah. <laughs> that show was, was super sick. And then and then another great one, Haunting of Hill House. Oh, Loved it. Fantastic. I love that Loved show. It. That show that show was a late night show that I kept watching. You know, mm-hmm. I, I Sound effects. You guys hear that? Is that thunder? Yeah, that was sick. sick. The thunder. Oh. Just, just. Haunting a hill house, God. dude. Nels in your a hill house. house, just bringing it in. Yep. Fuck yeah. Well, Come that home, that Mel. movie was, or that show, or shoot, movie. Yeah, that show was uh, truly like creepy. Yeah, it was. It's like a slow burn, but it's it's not at the same time. Like they they keep you on the hook. They yeah. did a great job with setting the pace and the emotion. In, in that show, I was super stoked about that. And yep. uh, I often found myself like I, I didn't get into it until like around 11 or like 12 o'clock at night. And I kind of get sucked in and it, it, you know, definitely brought on some fucking weird dreams. But I'm, with you, man. I, I'm super stoked on that. I think Netflix, like, again, Netflix fucking doing a, a pretty bang up job on making these shows and movies. Uh, I got to give I got to tip my hat to them for sure. Yeah, and then QFS did that awesome haunting. Oh, the, the poster, poster, yeah, the fucking uh, the, the, the torn wallpaper, torn wallpaper. Yeah, that was phenomenal. That that dude's always just yeah. killing it on the concept. I got me oh, and yeah. him jam all the time. I got that. Love f- it in a blue frame, like literally right next to my bed. And awesome. It makes me think of that movie every once in a while, and it creeps me out. That movie. That, that sorry, that movie show again. I made the same mistake for like the recent mo- recent shows that have been out there. That one freaked me out the most. Like. I went to the bathroom like mid episode one time and I was like literally scared. Uh, like I was like, turn the lights on, like all the lights on in my living room to get to the bathroom. I'm like, what am I, 15 years old again? <laughs> uh, felt good. Felt I love being scared. Like it felt He's awesome. like, what am I, 27? And it, it, does, <laughs> it almost doesn't. I'm not I don't even feel bad about calling it a movie because it it almost is like off that same riff of like the original it. You know, it was almost like a made-for-TV, like, extended movie. Experience, that's, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what this is. Like, it's right. like it's you can't wrap story. this thing up in two hours. You have right. to make it into, into a show. Like, yeah. it's not even, like, you can even put this at, like, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter status and make it, you know, three, three and a half hours long. It's still not going to do it justice. You need right. that extension of time. And it really sets the mood the whole time. And it is is truly eerie. And I and I love this show, Inside and Out. And, and yeah, QFS, did, uh, yet again kid it out of the park with that design that was yeah. phenomenal 
another new one that it's a little bit away from like you just mentioned two really cool like super rooted in horror ones but uh a more sci-fi one is um black mirror have you guys gotten into that at all i haven't that's been on my list for a super long time and i know it has the interactive like aspect of it and stuff yeah, that's my family's been watching it. I haven't, I haven't dove into it yet. Yeah, so I like, checked it out when it first came out. But yeah, like, and like right out it. the gate, right out the gate, they're basically doing the taking the blueprint from the Twilight Zone and, and modernizing it. So all the stories have that same kind of like uh, bizarre or like creepy twist or whatever, but it's all done through technology, which I find like super fascinating. So like each episode has it's like it's they're all standalone and they all have some kind of element of. Uh, like technology that also tells us a creepy or strange or weird story and it's super good and uh the, as the seasons went on like it hasn't lost too much steam like the i don't think it's like oh now the new season sucks or anything it's, it's kind of held its weight and then garrett you mentioned uh what they they refer to as bandersnatch which is like the first netflix um like interactive play uh play watching experience and that was fucking awesome too and uh, as you watch through that, like you can, it gives you like an option. It's basically like a choose your own adventure goosebumps book brought to life on on screen, which is a lot of fun. Is that cool. the, you're the probably going to get some video game designer thing? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, I did that. You guys are probably going to get some some cool special effects because everything's hitting I was gonna the roof. Going to say, dude, Mother Nature's right up in our fucking production value right it's now. It's all right. We're we doing creepy episodes. Yeah, I'm I'm totally fine with it. We're going to get some heavy downpour and uh, it's some thunder and lightning. Spooky night. Garrett yeah. lives in Kentucky, apparently. He's got high winds, fucking hail, thunderstorms. <laughs> it's hitting hard over here, but I'm, I'm all right with it. I fuck it. That's my favorite like, part about this room. It's going to be that guy in the news that's like in the storm. He's like, it's getting really bad over here. Have you I'm guys gonna... seen Tales from the Crypt episode three? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, man. It's a, it's a it's a sweet room to be in. It almost has that tin roof, like farmhouse vibe, but like... Matches uh, your hat. Got some, yeah, some really tall pines like surrounding the house and if one of those goes down I'm fucking donezo but yeah you know moving on uh you know we touched on some of the new stuff like which is great and they actually came i don't know if you, i i think i talked to you guys i don't know if you guys saw this but they came back with the new are you afraid of the dark and they did it this uh october i believe and there was three episodes it was just a three-part uh, series. You got to sell me on this because I haven't checked this out at all, and I I want to watch it unless you have horrible creep show level opinions of it. No, I actually, you know what, I, you know, everyone's going to have their opinion on this, and I, I get crucified for this, but it wasn't bad. Yeah, um, it was like your typical horror show. You know, like it, it started with a carnival. Yep. And you know, like you got the creepy ringleader and like like that whole thing. I don't won't go too far into it because you guys gotta watch it, but it was kind of cool. I, nice. If I had to say it was anything like like compare it to anything, I would say I'd have to compare it to the new Goosebumps movies. Gotcha. You yep. know where they're like it's not the original, right? Like Goosebumps, like you know, even if we will go back to those and watch them, which I did. I watched some over the past week, and and I've, I've watched them on and off over the years with my nephew, and it's been great. Like you know, introducing him to them, and he just wants to watch like you know Werewolf Fever Swamp pretty much every fucking time, which I, I can't really complain. But a there's a one. shit ton of other episodes. You know, it, if I have to compare it to something, it's it's definitely comparable to those the the new R. L. Stein Goosebumps movies. Like it's on it's on that Black. level 
Yeah, uh, but it's, it's yeah, it doesn't it doesn't feel super low bu- low budget, and it, it seems like it maybe I could be wrong. Like similar Canadian actors, like like the original one, uh, worth worth a watch. It's only three three episodes. It's worth checking out. I don't think it's bad. Cool. But yeah, like I said, I don't want to I don't want to ruin it for anybody. And and you guys, uh, you should totally check it out. The new Aria Afraid of the Dark little three part. It's it's not bad. But yeah, yeah, I, I'd, I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on it when you when you get a second to check it out. But I think this is a good time for us to you know rewind it back and let's go back to our childhood and let's talk a little bit about the shows that that we were brought up on that that sparked that interest you know that we might have already had with some previous horror movies but the the stuff that was at our level at that age because we were we were definitely fighting way above our weight going into some of the movies so like let's let's dive into the shows yeah i'm starting to realize listening to you guys talk that i treat movies like i treat my music i still like have my cd book in my car with all like the (laughs) cds i've like bought at shows and stuff like when i was like 16 and it's i don't think i've added a whole lot of bands that i've listened to since gotcha those days like i I just i don't know i just listen to those because it's just stuff keeping your circle small Eric. there's nothing wrong with that yeah, so I mean, it's the holding same on thing, to like, simpler times. Yeah, it's the same thing with like the shows and stuff. Like I still just watch like the old Tales from the Crypt episodes and Creep Show and all that stuff. But you guys have any like your favorites? Well, not only like before we even get into the favorites. So Tales from the Crypt was based on a comic book. We we all know that. But I, what I didn't realize is that HBO was the first like the, the episodes were first created for HBO. So in the first season, the episodes go a little bit harder than you'd think. And like, I remember I I wasn't a part of that HBO uh, generation of Tales from the Crypt. I didn't see that till it was like, I don't know, franchised on like CBS or NBC or wherever it was at 11 o'clock at night. But thinking about like, I I was speaking about like being out of your way class, like Tales from the Crypt scared the shit out of me as like a 10 year old kid. And then finding out that it was originally filmed for HBO, that makes perfect sense because they could have our ratings. They could show. They could do a lot more than than your like national broadcast television a little bit. Yeah, so it's it super crazy. And then beyond that, it's like I didn't realize because I was of course a kid when I saw it. But like watching them later on in life, these things were fucking star studded like crazy, just like Twilight Zone and like uh, um, and the other sh- shit that we were talking about earlier. Like there was like episodes with like Bill Paxton, Steve Buscemi. Demi um, Moore, Christopher Reeves, uh, Meatloaf, like Brad Dorf, like these things were like jam packed with awesome cast members, especially in the early seasons of, of Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, it was like some of their like coming into like the light or whatever. Some of them, not everyone. Right, right. But I love that was one thing I remember from being a kid. I could hear that intro coming from the other room. Because yeah. I'd put it on that channel yep. and I'd wait. Stoked. And then I'd hear like that. Da, 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 yeah. da, da, and I'm like, it's fucking on. Go, I'd go, go, Running in there. Yeah. And I remember and it, I was such a little bitch. I would watch the whole intro going down the stairs and everything. Yeah. And then yeah. right when it like went into like his lair and the coffin came up, I would like jump behind like the little, <laughs> reclining, like, the little recliner and yeah. I would hear the laugh. That's it was awesome. just the the pop out. Once yeah. I heard the laugh, I knew the he was already scare. out. Like yeah, right. that jump scare that you knew was coming because it comes every fucking week. Once totally. that was gone, I just pop around and then I jump on the recliner and I just sit there and watch the whole episode. And you're just waiting, like you're waiting for that rotted face, you know, of the crypt keeper. And uh, it, yeah, it was, it, that I mean that show was so phenomenal. And like it, it, like even like crazier to like, like watch it later on, like after like us, like meeting and interacting with John Kazir, who is like the nicest dude ever. Totally. Uh, and we got, to, we got to like share some stories with him. Uh, 
at uh, Scarecon, yep, uh, which was another local show that we did. It was kind of a one and done for us, but but that was that was a cool. We we didn't we didn't leave there like with a super successful show, but we got to like we got to meet some really cool people. And, and John Casier was definitely one of the, the the cooler people that we met when he stopped by, like and just right. like started a conversation with us and. And we got to hear about his childhood, like, yeah. you know, growing and up with family in Springfield. Right, yeah. Right. And like selling off his original like comics and stuff or his mom selling off his comics and right. stuff and him wishing he still had them now. Like, it was, like that's the stuff that like really like y- you go there to make money and promote your business. But at the same time, like you leave like richer, like like with some of the interactions, not sure. all of them are horrible. No, like no. we've hey, talked John about was, in previous. John was definitely like, one of the coolest ones. This definitely he, he's like, a real guy he broke down with us he like he sat down he, he fucking chilled out and like it was real you know what i mean didn't yeah. feel like it was forced or like like you were uh i don't know like interviewing him or like so, anything serious it was, he was just hanging out as a, as a buddy you know yeah no it's like you just like you bumped into somebody in like a long ass line and then like you finally break the barrier of just like we're gonna be here a while like let's shoot the shit and that, and that was like the interaction that i have with him like you know or we both had with him which is it was just super cool very laid back yep. and like it, there was no acting or, or like any bullshit like when you go up to the table and you're like oh my god i'm your biggest fan like or anything like right, that right. it was just like you know like like oh shit this is this is the voice for the crew keeper and it was just a uh, an average joe and, yeah. and i say that in like the most respectful way possible like like that's what I love about him. Like, he's not like, you know, like too big for his britches. Like this dude just like, it wasn't like we were like, Oh man, it's, you know, John, cause you're like, you're the voice for the crew keeper. Like, no, right. he just came over. He realized like the show was pretty slow and he wanted to just jump in and, and you know, just like kind of have a conversation and meet people. And we, we just got to have a, a cool natural conversation with him. And that was the, for me, that was the highlight of, of, of doing the time. show for sure you know and, and watching you know and seeing some of the other actors and watching some of them just make a complete fucking ass out of themselves <laughs> like uh i won't mention her name who was who was in the booth right across from oh, us yeah, that yeah. was in uh, uh in uh, texas chainsaw part two <laughs> cough um but yeah it was it was a, it was a really cool experience and and something that I'll, I'll remember and it's like almost one of those ones that you can pass down to the to the grandkids kind of thing if they 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 better get into horror, a little piece right. of shit. <laughs> like you said, you get more value out of the experiences that you have. Like at Monster Mania, that little makeshift bar thing they have out in the lobby, me and Casey yeah. were getting drinks. And I kind of turned and I saw uh, Jason Patrick from Lost Boys was behind us. And Casey kind of bumped me and I'm like, yeah, I see him. And then he comes up and I forget how he kind of said something to him or whatever. And Casey's like, oh, we'll buy you, like, we'll buy you a drink, like, you know, whatever. And then she turns to me. She's like, "Eric, pay the man." I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. I'm a, I'm gonna buy the drink. Okay, but he was he was super cool. We talked to him for probably like 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. And I was actually I had the torn prints makeup that I did. Yeah, um, killed it. So he was asking me like if I did like professional makeup, like you know, as a job. When you did mine, that's what everyone was saying at the bar that I won at. Well, Casey, like, Casey did yours. Crazy. Casey well, you, bo- you both you both did. No, you both did was, a fucking yeah. killer job. You know what I did? I dabbed on some blood on that one. She she definitely took the the helm on that one, and she definitely she did take it. the wheel. Um, but yeah, but yeah, she, one, she killed it. She I made did, me a hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, he was he was super cool and just down to earth, and we just shot the shit with him for like 20, 25 minutes. But yeah, it's like shit like that. Like that's why I love the cons. Cause you get you get all like especially Monster Mania. You're in the hotel with these people who are also staying in the hotel. So sometimes you'll just go downstairs randomly at ten o'clock at night, and you know uh, Robert England's just in the elevator or right, right. you know whoever. Catch him at like, breakfast. You're, yeah, you're like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, 
Yeah, I'll never forget. Even like at Rock and Shock, it was hilarious. Sitting, I was sitting in a bar stool with a Chucky doll next to me, with the actor who played Andy next to him, and then on the other side was Kane Hodder. So I'm just like sitting there, like, well, no, I think it was Garrett and then Kane Hodder, and we're just sitting there, like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is insane. Like, we're just sitting in between like two horror icons, basically, and like. I don't know. Just it just no. That was that was you and Mark. It was me and Mark. You're right. That was you and Mark, and you didn't you didn't know you didn't know who Kane Hodder was at the time. (laughs) And I went over. You had you had come back, and I went over, and Mark was sitting there, and you didn't recognize Kane. And like I sat down, and like next to Mark, and Mark was like, oh, like like grab like the waitress, and I ordered a Miller Light, and then I was like, it's fucking Kane Hodder, and and Mark just like Mark didn't even know who the fuck Kane Hodder was at all, so he was just like he's like he's like who, and I was like that's the fucking dude that played Jason in like multiple of the Friday the Thirteenth franchise, and he was like he's like no way, and I was like dude, it's it's him. And he was he pulls out his phone and he goes, dude, that is Kane Hodder. I was like, no shit. I just said it, you fucking <laughs> asshole. And then uh, and then that was where we got into my, my favorite stories ever. Um, we'll just share it real quick. So Mark's pretty, pretty lit up at this point. And Mark's one of our good buddies. And he came to help us out at our first con. And Mark's a horror fan, but not like as in depth as as us, but super good dude. And uh he like i think he texted you and like told you while you were back at the booth so he wants to be a big shot and order kane hotter a drink so he's like he's like hey like grabs the waitress and like smooths her over and he's like i want to buy that man a beer and she was like yeah he doesn't drink beers and he was like what do you mean he doesn't drink beers and she's like yeah he's like he drinks these like expensive drinks and it was like something like a long island it was like uh yeah. like a mixture of a bunch of different alcohols and uh she was like you want to get him one of those? And you could tell it was just like one of those like $14 drinks. And I was like, go ahead, big shot. Like you want to fucking buy him a drink. <laughs> Balling out so you like, like Mark's not going to shy away. He's like, yeah, get him the fucking drink, you know? Yeah. So, uh, gets him the drink. And then, uh, so she brings him over a new drink. And then there's a couple sitting to the right of us. He stands up, he finishes the drink and he stands up and he looks at them and he goes, thank you very much. You didn't need to do that. Like, thank you for the drink. <laughs> like, blah, blah. And Mark is livid. <laughs> on the stool next to me at the bar and yeah, i was like crack. dude i was like dude the couple next to us got credit for your drink and he's like you fucking kidding me <laughs> so like mark's like a big dude and he's like hanging over the bar like trying to get like you know what it's like in uno's right. like like during the con like forget it like you're not getting like you're not it doesn't matter who you are you're not getting those bartenders like attention right. it's like can i get a fucking beer please you know and uh so he's hanging over the cat literally <laughs> over the counter to get her attention and the bartender comes over and he's like did like and she's like don't worry about it like i didn't even get to yours like he can only have a maximum of like three drinks and we yeah. have to cut him off because he like will literally choke people at the he shows like, like they people. they notify the surrounding restaurants and bars right. that like he needs to be cut off at a certain point <laughs> and i was like that's fucking like that's amazing that's amazing so like mark's like not as upset about it but we're pretty like i am feeling buzzed but mark is drunk and we're walking back we walk past the loading dock entrance of where we loaded everything in and we're like halfway around the dcu center mark just goes what the fuck dude fucking kane totter and i was like what the fuck did you just say he's like he's like Okay, totter. And I was like, yeah, fucking Kane Tater Tots. So like now I can't think of Kane Hodder. I can't say Kane Hodder's name without calling him Kane Tater Tots. So now every time I go to our buddy Mark, I just say Kane Totter, baby. And he knows exactly what we're talking about. That guy's getting in all sorts of shit. At Monster Mania, 
Yeah, no one's allowed to bring a fucking machete to get signed by by Kane Hodder anymore because some fucking that was kind of a a fuck up on both their parts. Mm. I would say more so Kane Hodder in the sense of like say more so the idiot that brought a real machete in. Well. Uh, everyone's bringing real machetes in. Yeah, but, but dull the I guess fucking this, thing before you bring was, it in. Yeah, but not everyone's like got tools or whatever. But use a rock. So yeah, can you sign my rock? Fucking so fuck the edge up. Someone brought their machete to be signed by Kane Hodder, and I don't know if Kane Hodder just turned into like a karate movie, karate samurai got movie, like at three. the booth. And yeah, I got served more than three, and just started wheeling that thing around. Yeah. See and the hotel everyone, dude. He, he's getting lit like us. Well, he's next, next thing everyone knows, some guy's running out of the where the convention is, and he's got blood spraying all over the place. And people thought it was like <laughs> a gag going on or whatever. It turns out he brought his machete for Kane Hodder to sign, and Kane Hodder was like, "Oh yeah, had a couple one too many," and sliced the fucking kid wide open. So now you can't you can't bring. A machete to any you can't bring a machete in there to be signed. And if you yeah, want a glove shit. signed by Robert England, you have to take the blades off. Yeah. Which you can't do because they're soldered on. So somehow you have to and you can't even like wrap up the blades or anything and have them sign the back plate. You've like so there was someone there that was jumping on the opportunity to be like, Oh yeah, I'll give you a back plate to sign and then I'll make <laughs> the rest of the glove for a nice little fee. Yeah, yeah hey, so if you're listening, done. smooth moves, you fucking idiot. <laughs> That's that's the guy that wears the sunglasses inside. Nice the job. One with, Hope you're listening the one, to the podcast. The other, the one with the other big Freddy glove. No so way. That, was that the same guy? No. Yeah. It oh, is. that would. Oh, really? Is it? Better God, it is. No. Oh way. well, I said it in the last episode. Now I'm really saying it. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Way to ruin it for everybody. You can't take pictures with people, and now you're fucking ruining it so people can't bring props in to get signed. No, that's not the guy that got cut. That was the guy that jumped on the whole like, oh, I can, I can make you half a glove to go get oh, signed. Oh, gotcha, you gotcha. Can oh, okay. Well, I retract my statement. You're just kind of a not All right. too bright. Let's go from tales from the con back to tales from the crypt. All right. True. I'm over here talking shit. I don't give a fuck. So yeah, we go we go back to Tales from the Crypt. And uh, you know, so Eric asked what is your favorite episodes? And uh mine's all through the house. That's the Santa Claus one, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking yeah, classic. It's my favorite one, so yeah. Yeah, it's my that, favorite. That, like that there's so many good story. ones, but but yeah, no worries. There there's so many good ones, but that is the one. Like it was like as a kid, you're 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 taught to glorify Santa. You're so yep. excited for Santa, and that was like the first like introduction for me of like fuck, like this is wild. And and right. having a fucking legitimate asylum in my town, fucking six minutes from my house, right? And and them escaping, hearing stories about them escaping when I was a kid. Like one of my sister's friends woke up and went downstairs one day, and there was two escapes. Uh, mental patients sitting at her dining room table eating Oof. cereal that's terrifying and she lived right down the road from from the like it was like less than a mile away from the asylum and it's like you know like so when i watched that one it definitely struck a chord and it was just like i was like all right for once they villainized they they villainized santa yeah no it's awesome yeah i think like right around the time when i first saw that episode my Halloween in my town was canceled because two inmates uh, broke out of the prison in, in Bridgewater and they canceled oh, Halloween on us. So like, yeah, exactly the same. Like, oh now my God. In 2020. Yeah, totally. Yes. But um, another thing too, is like that, just a, the gritty gross Santa Claus, like the fucked up teeth and like the beard hanging off. Like it just is mm. such an iconic visual. It's like a, an amazing Christmas like monster mm. that like, 
it could have it could have been its own movie like it, it i feel like that had such legs like that whole story was so good and is he the monster or is it the wife right yeah right what what a like a perfect fucking scenario for her like i killed my husband and all of a sudden the cycle shows up and then when she goes to call the cops and she has that like oh fuck i have a dead body in my house let me think about this real quick and hangs up on the cops and then she's just like he did it he did it yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. I just have to figure out a way to kill him, and I get off this all scot free. But thinking of it, when when Adam was talking about like the grungy Santa Claus, it reminds me too. Well, that Santa, what he said, makes me think of uh, what was that French film that we watched at Dreadfile? Dial Op- Code Operation. Santa Claus. Yeah, Dial Code yeah, Santa Claus. Code. Like just that dirty fucking yeah. creep. Yeah, that dirty creep. Yeah, he was more like rapey yeah. Santa Claus, though. He was a fucked up. Yeah, this guy you could tell was just a straight up mental patient. Yeah. So this girl is just so psyched for her presence. She's like, come on up through my window. I don't know if this was my favorite episode. Definitely not the scariest, but I have vivid memories of that uh, that episode with when Tim Curry plays the whole family of like he plays like four different or three different characters where he's like the mom, the sister and like Mm. You guys, do you guys remember that one? Vaguely, it's. it's been uh, a while. I don't. I don't remember the entire story. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. But I was just like, it was before like the Eddie Murphy thing where he played like all the characters in his movies and stuff. And like Tim yeah. Curry literally played every character in the uh, in the Curry's episode. He's fucking wild. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that in previous episodes. Like it's it's cool that Curry can like he's not like a a generalized like actor like where you mm-hmm. put him in one specific role like Pennywise the clown or from being the clerk in fucking uh, at the hotel in Home Alone, Home Alone. two yeah. like to doing you know Tales from the Crypt episodes and he's not typecasted right like he just he just does his thing like I mean he's low key like like pretty solid dude and like Eric, Eric had said before it's really it's pretty sad to see him at Monster Mania in the wheelchair and stuff yeah. Um, yeah. Cause like, like I mean, it was, but that was another cool, you know what? Yeah, like unfortunate like situation, but that was another cool like time of us sitting at the bar, you know, after everything's done at monster mania and like he comes rolling into the wheelchair and you're just like, Oh shit, that's fucking Tim Curry. Like, right. and it's like, like it, you're like, you're looking initially like you feel bad, but like, you're like, dude, fucking good for him, man. Right. Like, you know, like this dude's Amazing like in, in shitty situation and like, He's like, he's like, well, fuck it. I'm not going to let it fucking ruin anything. I'm going to still go to the fucking con and, you yeah. know, be remembered for what I did and make some make some cash and, and do his thing. And, and he was and, and again, you know, coming in like that's the coolest part is like these host hotel conventions are fucking great because it's like you get the whole experience. Not like you go to it and like you hope you bump into them or you, or you have to go to the after party, which I never fucking go to. Right. Like you just you see them naturally and you might end up in a, in a conversation with them naturally because like you know like i've said i don't like going up to the table the only the only time i did it was to you know to, to get an autograph like on like a jason mask or something like that but it was like even then like oh yeah can you just sign this like i don't even want to have a conversation with you i know you i'm just another number on your table but like it's cool when you can jump into those those conversations or, or they drop by like like when matthew lillard like came by the booth Mm-hmm. you know and like it's just like you get those experiences it's it's, it's pretty cool totally and that's what it's all about the cons are, the cons are all about meeting your fans and getting to put a, a face to the name and and like that whole thing and then just natural experiences like it's like i don't feel like they're like enormous money makers they can be depending on the con but they're, it's it's more just like having fun and like getting out there and letting people meet who's behind what and getting yeah, to meet them. I don't know about you guys too with Tales from the Crypt. I love and it's almost like a second. It's almost like I guess you could say like a commercial. All the little scenes that they have with the Crypt Keeper. Oh yeah. For each 
great. They, yeah, they're like bits. what Eric goes into, like yeah. the Santa Claus one. He's got that creepy Santa mask 100%. on, and all his yeah. all his Themed. little zingers and his lines yep. and the way he like rewords everything to right. like. Greetings, thrill shriekers. Care to join me on the scare lift? Good. Your pal, the Crypt Keeper's quite the extreme skier. You know, like boils and ghouls and like like everything like that. Just a sec. Yeah, and it goes back to what Garrett was saying at the very beginning of the episode. Like the host of these horror, like these horror anthology shows, like the host makes it or breaks it, right? Like the Rod Sterling's, oh, the Crypt Keepers, the Creep Show. Um, what's the, the the Creep? I guess we call them. Um, yeah. But yeah, like having those hosts that are just killer characers that just like drive it home is, is unsolved mysteries fun mm. oh, that yeah. dude scared the fuck out of me dude oh, he's like when i would wake up oh. from like a dream and i would fucking hear that voice i'm like fuck man like turn yeah. that shit off my mom would be asleep on the couch with that fucker going on the tv i like hop out of my bunk bed after i got the courage <laughs> and fucking fly across the fucking room rip my door open to go change it to scooby-doo or something i'm like get yeah. the fuck out of here i don't know this is creepy ass motherfucker even uh the author rl stein he he did a couple and i don't think it was for every episode but he did a couple of he's intros. creepy in general huh? he's like he so is. fucking weird he's like wicked rigid and stiff right yeah but it, like like Total most of these horror writers are i mean right. like, like stephen king like that's how i imagine having a conversation with stephen king he must be so weird yeah he looks like he worked for microsoft in the eight in the 80s for sure yeah i was watching uh some goosebumps uh earlier this week and his little like roles that he plays like almost like the crypt keeper at like the beginning and the end yep is super like awkward like the um tower of terror yeah. right the one where they're locked in like the the museum or whatever with the and he's like all right guys i hope you like my show could anyone let me out help <laughs> help help me he play, yeah he plays into the dork the dorkiness yeah it's almost like one of those where you like you ever watch something on t like casey always puts well not always but sometimes she'll put stuff on like roast and stuff and i'm like yeah. this is so awkward i want to leave my house right you just like you're feeling cringy for them yeah i'm like i don't if you're gonna leave this on my tv i'm gonna leave my house <laughs> I, I don't want to be anywhere near this i feel awkward watching something that happened 10 years ago right my favorite Goosebumps episode was the Girl Who Cried Monster. Do you guys remember that one? I almost put that on. So that one's, it's like basically this girl goes to school or whatever. And and like her teacher or her counselor or whatever the dude was, she like goes in like unexpected into his office and like sees him that he's this monster and he's eating all these bugs from like the science experiments that they're doing in class or whatever. And like she basically goes back to her parents. It's like, dude, this guy's a fucking monster. Like it's like. Mr. Whatever his name is, is a monster. Like we need to like tell everyone like this is horrible and like no one believes her. Hence, like the name of the, the story, the girl who cried uh, monster. But so that the, the like whole Mr. Jenkins and the Willies. Yeah, pretty much. And then it's like as the story continues and stuff, we end up finding out that, yes, he is a monster. And then like at the end of the episode, he comes to the house and the, the parents end up eating him because the parents are also monsters. So it, like flips it. A nice little twist ending for an 11 year old brain that I always loved. That's that's not the one where they like turn into like pets. No, 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 no. That's a I think that's an eerie Indiana episode when they all turn into dogs and all the dog, the dog brains. I thought that was a Goosebumps one. I, I don't know. I haven't seen be. too much of the area in Indiana, but you guys, you guys remember like, like they always had like some kind of like weird, like, um, like swamp type ones. Did you remember the mud monster one? Like with the, um, it was like, I think it was muddy Creek. Yep. Yeah, but and I thought was that like, was like a werewolf thing. No, that's no. Swamp. 
Um, yeah, so yeah, that's Fever that's Swamp. Fever yeah. that's Fever Swamp. Like, so they have Fever Swamp, and then they have Muddy Creek, and it's like that like girl like uh, Courtney that's like a um, she's like a kiss ass in school, like teacher's pet, and like these two kids are always trying to scare her, like the two the two guy friends, and uh, she just like isn't like for for everything. Like, I think they try to put like a snake in like her lunchbox or something like that, and then like she like her teacher like or something like forgets like his lunch and she's like oh well share i have like so much more like blah blah like and he's like no i couldn't and she's like she's like oh well it's it's salmon and like something else and he's like oh it's salmon Salmon. and like sits down like he's like so stoked about it yeah and then he like pulls out the snake and he freaks out and she like picks up and she's like oh it's just a corn snake and then they try to do the same thing with like a tarantula and then they do the whole mud monster thing and the mud monster is actually real but it's like like they call it muddy creek and i always wonder if it's like based like loosely based off of like boggy creek like Maybe. so instead of it being like a like a, a bigfoot it's it's this fucking mud, mud monster. monster and like the thing appears and like I, I i watched it like recently with my nephew and i was like i thought i had remembered it being her playing the trick on them because they were trying to scare her right but the thing's actually legit. It's real. Right. And when it comes out, she's like, you, and like points at it. And she talks this fucking thing to death. Like she's so <laughs> fucking annoying that like this thing just like sits there like listening to her and the sun comes out and he like, Dries. he just like dry rots. Yeah. Awesome. And then like this, like the newscasters come in and she makes these two idiots look like a bunch of chumps. Yeah. And uh, then like she leaves and as, as they're leaving and the newscasters are leaving, it starts to rain and they're sitting around and they're like, fucking Courtney, man. Like they don't let him say it like that, but they're like, they're like fucking Courtney, like you're like all upset about it, and they leave and they go to sit down like on like a picnic bench, and he's like, should we go? It's raining. And like who gives a shit? We're soaked. We're covered in mud anyway. And then all of a sudden, the mud monster comes back and like grabs him on the shoulder, and it's like ah, like the freeze frame, like right, typical right. goosebumps, Classic. and it's just just super fun. And it's like you go back and watch it now, like in your thirties, like yeah, you're like they're corny as fuck, oh, but yeah. like but it still hits you in those feels. Like you're like shit. I feel like I'm a kid again. Like I was saying, I, I think I said on previous episode like how stoked i am like i like you know hopped on and and they had the nickelodeon stuff going and i and like fucking they have like the reboots and they got like hey arnold playing like all night long like fucking so excited to like get totally. back into that and i and it takes you back to being like a little kid again yeah and oh, i yeah. think the episode you were talking about garrett it's called you can't scare me I remember that uh, the book cover, and I was like, I, I remember the muddy book cover, mud monster, but yeah, with his arms up, yeah, yeah sick. And the, yeah, dope. it's called "You Can't Scare Me." If anyone wants to look it up and give it a watch, you guys and remember like, Ryan Gosling was in one. Yeah, yeah. Dude. Say cheese and die. Say cheese and die. Yeah, that one's one yeah. of my favorites too. That that was sick. The camera that fucking ruined the family, basically. I I like the, the don't go dope. in the basement with yep. the the father the, that's the like trying to feed him plants. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that one's awesome. And then like his boss shows up and he's like, "What have you been doing?" And they go down in the basement and he's like, "Eat my shit." Fucking feeding him to like whatever. Yeah, yeah. The two part They're, ones are cool. awesome too. Like uh, I think. Return to Horrorland, or I think it's yeah. That was a, one that was day, a little uh, later one day on. in Horrorland. The, amuse, the amusement park yeah. one, where they didn't realize that they were actually in like a monster world. They right. thought that it was just like a like a show. Yeah. Do you guys remember the name of the one that uh, had like the the kids that go trick or treating, and then they like uh, these like the alien pumpkin heads? No. What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? What you what you what you talking about? What? Oh, the only trick or treat one I remember is um, that one was the mask too. one. They like go through this like path in the woods. No, yeah, no, it wasn't the mask. They like go through the woods and like they come up in like this like like yuppie neighborhood. 
that has like the big candy bars, like you know, like the place oh, yeah. when we were kids. Like you're like they got the fucking big candy bars, so they like hit the lottery, and then like they, I think Don't they, they run into like the local bad kids or something. Yeah, but it turns out that they are like actually aliens or something like that, and like Is so they like of, fuck with them. Is it Attack of the Jack o' Lanterns? Yes, yeah. that's the one. I could be I could be screwing this whole thing up because it's been a super long time since I've seen it. I just but, like I anyone just that's listening knows what I'm talking about. I just mixed that up with uh, Bob's Burgers episode. <laughs> that, where yeah, the, a little, the, little different. Bob's, Bob's kids go to uh, the island or whatever with all the rich people that have the can, and then they they run into the uh, the local kids, and then Such they end up job. like getting one of the they're like older kids, and they get like a car full of girls drives by and they're like, oh, hey, they're like, yeah, like I might be at the party later and they get one of the girls' phones and they're like, hey, tell all you and your guy friends to like come skinny dip in this pool and we'll be here. And then they go there and they steal all their clothes. <laughs> yeah, Bob's man, like Goosebumps, Goosebumps were, were super fun and talk about a fun intro. Yeah. Like the intro that is is dun, so dun, fucking dun, hilarious. Dun, and it's it's like everyone's got like that like experience with it. Like, like dude's like going through with the briefcase and stuff. And I remember like I had a friend in high school. I won't mention his name because he might listen to this podcast podcast where you're a little scaredy cat you know who you are he was afraid of the golden retriever with the glowing eyes uh, <laughs> like dude, it's a golden retriever with fucking glowing eyes come on man i always like the billboard where the lady just gets like greasy oh that's greasy that's really fucking greasy yeah that's greasy yeah <laughs> yeah greasy and sad yeah like but like the intro i like the intro the intro is cool with like the briefcase opening the briefcase. up yeah. like all these stories yeah. all these stories going out i was like that's sick. All right, what are we doing? What's going on? And yeah. The worst episode ever was, I, I forget the name of the episode, but it's about like the, it was about the mutant, but it was basically like a comic book thing where like, yeah, this like hero or like this villain had like this like secret. Did he have like night face. vision, like, like mask like thing on? Oh, he looked was like he a, the same one. He looked like a stupid like Power Ranger enemy or something <laughs> like that. But like the his like headquarters was invisible. But this kid found it. He like walked into it, and then like it goes through like him becoming a superhero to fight the villain. But it's just like it has nothing to do with being spooky at all. And it's just like I think I remember that one. Was it later on? Super cheesy. It may, it might have been. It might have been towards the end of the uh, the <laughs> their seasons. There was like similar ones with that. With like, uh, well, not similar to that, but like they started to like not be as great like when you got to the later seasons of are you afraid of the dark but there was like i remember there was one later on one that was like kind of cool and i i don't i could be biased just because i was a snowboarder back then but you remember the snowboarding one what was that one where they like like uh come across that cabin no, it's almost that's... like like you know like when we'd cut into like little glade areas and yeah. like little side trails to like it was get those sh- little poppers coming out it was an episode of the up, show yeah they get like lost on like it was almost like a backside i think it was like a backside of a mountain like type thing and they, they come across like a cabin and go in the one I was talking about is called Attack of the Mutant, but yeah, it's it was my least favorite by far. It's horrible. Yeah, well, you, you know, like anything, they got to have filler of course, here or there. Of but uh, yeah, I think they did a good job. It would be it would be interesting to see what they would do, like because like the new movies, I feel like it follows along the same cheese. Yeah, kind of like you know, like Goosebumps one and two. Like I was like super stoked for those to come out, and like I'm not gonna sit here and like jo over them and say like how fucking great they were, but like I was excited. Like I pre-ordered the money. I'm on nice. and stuff and it came in and i was like i was pretty stoked to like check it out and uh it's like i wasn't you- like i wasn't greatly disappointed but it was like it, like you know for what it is it felt like more like jumanji for goosebump books than like an actual yeah t- a creepy tale but Agreed. like it was fun 
And Jack Black's a fucking riot. I just like that dude. Yeah. He was funny just hanging out the window, being like super overprotective and stuff. But yeah, they were it was it wasn't terrible. Like I, I wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna fucking turn this off. There's been plenty of movies where I'm like, this is a fucking snooze fest. And right. I wanna like turn it off. And that takes a lot for me to do because I'll sit through some of the shittiest stuff ever and like make it through the end. There's very few movies that I've turned off, but like, yeah. No, it was it wasn't bad. I, I own the first one, like because I pre-ordered it. I don't own the second one, but I I watched, I streamed and watched the second one. Um wasn't it wasn't terrible. And like if you if you really chalk it up to like the originals, like it's the same kind of hokiness for this generation, yeah, which is sure. like, all right, I, you know, you didn't go too far off the mark. So yeah, I mean, Goosebumps, Goosebumps, great, and I and I, I loved revisiting that with my nephew when he was younger, and like like I said, I still watch it with him every now and then now. And then, are you afraid of the darks? So I think I own like the first three seasons of it on Amazon. So I was I'll looking go for back a, and, and pop those on from time to time. I was looking for some like just fun, simple little audiobooks to listen to like before I go to bed. And I was like, shit, I wonder if there's uh audiobook versions of the Goosebumps. And I looked and there is. There's a whole you can get like all of them oh, on really? audiobook. I was like, that's fucking awesome. That's so cool. I, I might pick up a few for some some bedtime scaries. Yeah, take it back to your old fucking potato chip clip on top bunk fucking exactly. reading lights, huh? Savage. Now you can just throw on the fucking phone and flip it over on your bed and just just oh. listen to it and pass off into your dreams and then you wake up here in fucking <laughs> Emmett in the fucking attic, which is my dad's creepy ass ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> Casey, I, I got my own personal uh, fucking books on tape. Casey's starting to like get back into reading her books before she goes to bed again. So now she just reads out loud. So I just go oh, to bed you and she to her? just reads out loud. Yeah, oh, that's rad. Yeah, that's I only got cool like setup. I only got like a page and a half in and then I like talked <laughs> right out. Yeah. See you later. All this editing's killing Eric. I can imagine. Yeah, well, that's what you know when you when you get up at four thirty in the morning and you're up till eleven thirty at night every night. Yeah, you only yeah, get a page yeah. and a half. That's I, it. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a problem when I climb into bed. Do you make her start at a page and a half in the next night, or just go wherever? No, she is? I'm just like wherever you are. You're along for the ride. It's fucking yeah, Metallica. She would, she'd never. She'd never get through that book. Dun, 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 dun. If we make it to twenty. Well, past this year, if we make it 2026, she'll still be reading that fucking book. <laughs> no, it is. It is hard, man. Like, like trying to fucking like I used to like have such a hard time when I was a kid, like be like super ADD and like it would be so hard for me to get to sleep. Now I'm like I get into bed and I'm fucking I want to listen to something like listen to a book or like something along those lines. And I, I I'm the same way, man. I'm like two minutes into it. and I'm fucking dead to the world. Lights mm-hmm. off. We're getting old, but um, yeah. I mean, anyway, going back in. So I mean, we've covered Goosebumps, uh, Nos Four R Two, Are You Afraid of the Dark, Tales from the Crypt, Creep Show, Twilight Zone, Haunting a Hill House. Like pretty solid, like like pretty solid, like back and forths. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, out like like outside of like Creep Show, like I said, but I'm still. I'm not. I hope Creepshow comes back. I don't want it to be like one of those things where you just came back, like to do like a quick little shutter release and and be done. Like I'm hoping it is what we said it was in this episode, and they just rushed into it and wanted to hit their mark for fall. And um, now they've had from then till now to throw some more in, and hopefully they got a little bit more budget. Fuck, man. I hope like I don't care. You don't need the best actors on these shows. Like that's right. the one thing I want to say. You don't need the best actors on these shows. Like just give us a little bit more fill in the story. Like give us some more meat in between the sandwich like i'd, I'd make, prefer make that a, over big actors 
Make them an hour long. Yeah. Like, if you're going to do two... I don't even mind. Two episodes... No, but I mean, if you're going to do two episodes, it's just too short of a time to really get a whole lot of investment into a story. Like I said, it's yeah. almost like an extended trailer. Well, right. not I said, Adam said. Where, so you're saying bring it up to like 30 to 45 minutes of one well, because I, instead I think of it's, a split. Isn't it, isn't it like... They well, split it's like, them. Yeah, it's 46 minutes, so you... Yeah, so maybe instead of trying to do two per, just do one per. Right. Um, you know, one for forty six minutes instead of trying to do two in forty six minutes. I just, I just don't think there's enough time. We got to talk a lot about our favorite creepy shows growing up and some of the cool stuff that's coming out these days that we really dig. With that being said, I declare this meeting of the Rat Knife Society closed. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time. We love you. <laughs> you sure you want to go with the we love you? No, let's let's cut that out. Come with something else. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Yeah, I don't know why that like stresses me out more. I'm so stressed. I'm, I'm all I'm all stressed. I really wanted to hit a timer. Well, then hit a fucking timer, fucking Adam. I don't care. Hit have six timers. I don't give a shit. I can just go. You don't want me to just go every time I screw up. Scooter, I'm glad you said phone. I'm gonna unplug this one. I'm gonna stab him. Ah, uh, this fucking guy. I'll kill your brother. This kid asked me for five bucks. I said four bucks. What do you need three bucks for? <laughs> Adam, I will fucking murder you. <laughs> We're all smacking lips. Frozen. Got that goddamn dial-up. None of that. Fucking thing sucks. I can do a little pre I have to go pee-pee. I thought he did a pee code, and then he went no. with a finger code and like cripped out a little bit. She called me carrot, dude. She just called me carrot, motherfucker. Dude, Helen Hunt's in the background, and it's fucking Twister over there. We're going in. Cow. Another cow. And welcome to the Rain Podcast. The Rain Night Podcast. Sleepy pod. Sounds. Biatch. I think you can just leave it where you were and I could just cut out the I love you. Maybe. I love you. I've been blasting and laughing so long that even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. But I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it. Me be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of. You better watch how you're talking and where you're walking. Or you and your homies might be lying to chalk. I really hate the trip, but I gotta know. As they croak, I see myself in the pistol smoke. Fool, I'm the kind of cheater little homies wanna be like on my knees in the night, saying prayers in the street light.
look at the situation they got me facing. I can't live a normal life. I was raised by the state, so I gotta be down with the hood team. Too much television watching got me chasing dreams. I'm an educated fool with money on my mind. Got my tin in my hand and a gleam in my eye. I'm a low-down gangster, set-tripping banker. And my homies is down, so don't arouse my anger. Fool, death ain't nothing but a heartbeat away. I'm living life to a die. What can I say? I'm 23 now, but will I live to see 24? The way things are going, I don't know. I guess they front, that's why I know my life is out of luck, fool. Oh, 